But I will say, because I've been getting more sync placements, it's allowed me to be respected more in the industry. So that's been a blessing because that's opened up more opportunities now for me to produce for artists or write for artists. Whereas when I first was trying to start off doing that, it was a little bit more challenging. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. What's good, people? Welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing, music production, and music business. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content. Shout out to everybody in the stream so far. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do. It's another live Q&A. So if you have questions about production, sync, or music business, make sure you drop them in the chat. I'm super excited today because... I got another dope producer with us, um, producer, songwriter, artist, just phenomenal, um, super talented. So excited to be able to chop it up with her. So I'm going to just go ahead and bring her on. We're just going to get this show started. Deli Rowe, what's good? Hey, Clint. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you taking the time to to come, come to the stream and just chop it up with us. Um, how's everything been? I know you're out there working and, and killing it. How's how's everything? It's been amazing. It's been a, quite a journey, but um, definitely one that I'm I'm happy to take. Um, busy, of course, now because you know I feel like well I know we're about to really get into the nitty gritty of sync season, so yep. so I keep busy, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Last week I, I started seeing a lot of briefs rolling in, so definitely ready to get get back started. Uh, so man, like tell tell the people about you, like your background, how you got started in music, um, and just just let them know, give them the backstory. Absolutely. So I'm a church girl, so I grew up in church singing, of course, like a lot of us. Um, that's really where my roots come from. Um, from there, Dope. I went to performing arts high school, uh, and that's where I learned how to use Logic Pro, and I learned how to record and write songs, and really understanding how songs are developed. Um, because at that same school, I had to, of course, take music theory. So uh, with theory, um, you know, you learn how melodies can flow or should flow and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, after graduating high school, I begged my dad for a MacBook. Um, he got me one of those old white MacBooks. I don't know if y'all remember those. The but... iBooks? <laughs> I used to have yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those and that held me down. God, almost through college, but I ended up getting a nice refund check from, you know, those student loans or those grants. And I bought a brand new MacBook. And um, that kind of is what I use to, to really dive into production and really dive into how to use logic, how to understand how things could flow, that kind of thing. Um, after college, I did a couple of, you know, artist things here and there, a lot of vocal production, a lot of vocal arranging for different people. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of left production for a little bit. And then I came back to it, I would say like 2015. Okay. Um, so I was away from production for about about three or four years. Okay. And then I was like, oh, there's something in me that's missing. Like, I feel like I, I could be producing more. I could be writing more, but maybe I'm not finding the right producers to work with. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just hop in myself. Um, so I just took it by the reins and, and ran from there. And let's say 2015, 16, 17, I wanted to more so be an artist, but I wasn't really getting the traction I wanted as far as income. 
um, you know, being an indie, you you pay for everything. Like, right. there's no label. Yeah. Who are the labels? Yeah. And I was like, I got to find a way to make some money for my music. And that's how I stumbled across Sync. Um, so I took maybe a year or two to kind of like understand the process. And then I got signed to my first label, not label, first library, maybe 2018. Wow. Then I got my first placement in 2019. And for those that know, when you get into Sync, the first one is the hardest one to get. Yeah, it but is. But once you get that one, it starts rolling. Um, so the past, I would say year, I've, I've hit like 30 in a year. Wow. And I've already got a 10 this year so far. So it's been a great journey. And I can see it just continue to go um, higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. That's super dope. Congrats on, on your success. Um, I mean, I, I think that's super dope that, you know, you kind of found that that lane in sync and, and just found other ways to kind of create revenue yeah. with your music as an artist. Um, and I think anybody who can, like, produce their own music and create the songs and mix and all of that stuff, I feel yeah. like you're just super valuable in the sync space because you're able to turn stuff around um, really, really quick. Um, so that's dope. What was the what was the first placement? <clears throat> the first placement was Black and Crew. Dope. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Black and Crew Chicago, but it was a, like an instrumental. And the first vocal one was Black and Crew again, but it was Compton, and that was like a long one, like almost thirty seconds. So I was like, oh, wait a minute, okay, yeah, maybe that's what we want. So I focus more on vocal stuff because um, okay. that's like where a lot of my placements have been um, really kind of building up mm-hmm. and I've been seeing and paying attention to more you know more vocal type songs that these these shows want um, especially with all of the video content that's coming out mm-hmm. they want like a lot of vocal stuff so it's been really 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 great to like find my niche yeah. and that's something I struggled with when I first came into sync was trying to figure out what what fits for me? Like, where can I really like have a foundation in this? Um, and for me, it was, you know, adding my voice to the track. So that's dope. That's super dope. Um, man. So Dorian Hall, he has a, he has a question. Question is, can you break down how to structure a beat for sync licensing sound wise? So how do you kind of approach it, especially with, you know, you throwing vocals on there? Um, honestly, I listen to a lot of, I would tell you this, as far as, Picking your sounds, I would say pay attention to what's on the top 40. Um, so whatever is hot right now. Yeah. Um, a lot of sync, want hot, they ride whatever's hot right now. Um, as far as structuring my tracks, I keep mine within like 90 seconds. So I have a quick intro, maybe 8 to 10 seconds. Then I try to get straight to the hook um, okay. with the vocals. So um, I have the bulk of the hook there but i'm still like layering it so every eight bars i'm changing something gotcha. um i bring the 808 in until later well now it's different because a lot of the the top 40 stuff is very 808 heavy but um every eight bars i'm changing something i'll have a switch up in there and then that switch up i'll have my my verse i guess give or take and then i'll go back to my hook and really make it big and then of course end it with this thing gotcha super dope yeah. um I, I like that approach. That it makes that it makes sense with the vocals yeah. and the hook being like the main part with starting yeah. starting the hook. So that's dope. I, I love to hear different perspectives because I always tell people like there's no like one like single way to structure everything. It's just like 
everything, even if you structure it a little bit different, everything is still going to have these same elements. It's going to have a short yeah. intro, right? It's going to change or, or do something different every eight bars. It's going to have a sting ending. Um, and those are kind of like the, the most important things. Um, yeah. She Makes Fire says, which library or libraries have been the best to work with? Oh, that is a tricky question to answer. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I've been a part of different ones for different genres. So now I only really work with two strong libraries and I'm I'm starting to work with sync agents and that's a whole nother like lane. Okay. Um I always tell people to to start off with like the song traders, start with those ones to kind of understand what is coming at you as far as sync is concerned. Um some other ones you could try is um sync free music. My guy Eric is a great, great guy over there. Um, I do a lot of reggaeton stuff for him over there. Um, Crucial Music, Jingle Punks is always a big one. They're a really, really big one. Alarm 5, Element 5 is another good one. Um, Trying to think off the top of my head. Those are, I think there's another one that someone just told me about called Tune Edge. I'm not sure if you heard that point, but. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I signed up with them like maybe like a few months ago. But yeah, they, okay. they've been throwing out some some good briefs too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say start there. And another thing I'm always doing, I'm always on IMDb looking at like who's a supervisor for certain shows and certain movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, how far into She Makes Fire um, you are into your your sync journey, but you should always be looking for a sync, like the supervisor, like find out who that is, find out how to how to connect with them. What, how do they like to take their music? What libraries they want you to be a part of for um, the shows that they, they work with. So definitely use IMDb to, to do your research. Super dope. So you mentioned um, kind of working with sync agents. Like, have you found mm-hmm. that that being more beneficial than libraries with you doing full songs? It depends. Um, I haven't landed one with the sync agent yet, but okay. I would tell you that those, those um, opportunities come in to me a lot quicker than libraries, gotcha. but they also have quick turnarounds. Okay. Um, so you got to be ready with them. Like they're they're always looking for ways to shop your 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 catalog. Mm-hmm. And the way I work with them is I just send them albums. So like I'll send them like seven to ten tracks right. of whatever maybe, and then you know just constantly send them albums. That way they can kind of like work around it. Um, I got super duper duper close with one of my sync agent friends um, with the Brianna Taylor documentary, mm-hmm. but they end up going with another song in the place that I had um, that record, but it's good to know that, you know, you're still on the right path. So I don't think it'll be too long. Gotcha. Yeah. I think somebody asked me, uh, too, about sync agents. So is the, is the deal structure similar to a library? Like, do they, are they taking like the publishing half of royalties or do they just take like a percentage, just kind of their fee and then you kind of keep the rest? It's the latter. They take a a fee. So, uh, most of them do 70, most of them do 70, 30. Gotcha. Um, I haven't seen anything greater than that as far as like 50-50, which mm-hmm. mainly is how the libraries work. But they work mainly more for upfront money too. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of people don't know that. Like I like the libraries for back-end stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've had some, I get some upfront stuff from some libraries too, but back-end like stuff that's passively coming, I prefer libraries for that because it's yeah. just like I can, make, I can make some tracks, send them to them, forget about them, go to the next thing. Yeah. Whereas with some agents, um, you know, I, I have to be a little bit more strategic with what I'm sending. 
Um, so that's an, another, you know, idea to think about how you structure your music and the quality of stuff that you're sending for each side. That's dope. Yeah, yeah that that makes sense. And that's that's not bad. Seventy thirty is not bad. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so dope. C Keys, what's up, C Keys? He says, hey. can can you share what steps you took approaching your first placement, and how long did it take to get a response? Woo, the first one takes a month. I'm not even gonna lie. It took a minute. Like yeah. it's it's not like <laughs> it's not quick. Um. But I will tell you this, like once I got the first one, I haven't missed a ask cap quarter. Like I haven't I haven't not had a, a royalty payment. Yeah. Um I the, and I think the reason it takes so long the first time is because you're trying to understand the business. You're trying to understand how they like their music, what versions they want, what structures, you know, what structure should your, your tracks take. Yeah. Um, I would say I signed with a couple of libraries, it said 2018. And I just kept submitting, like so Once that was I your, found my bad. Yeah. So no, that no, was, you're good. That was like your first. Um, that was like your trying to get in the sink. Your first approach was to go to the libraries. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the libraries first. Understand it. Um, how the I guess how the business works. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know, especially a lot of producers. Yeah. Like the sync game is completely different than artists placements. So. I understand why a lot of producers may not necessarily want to go the sync way because it's it's different. It's a it's a lot more work up front. Like it really yeah. is. It is. Um, yeah. I, I think um like some a lot of people they want to take like their existing catalog and then just send it and be like and just place it. Like here you go, here's my music, place it without right. knowing the structure. Um one thing that I know kind of discourages a lot of producers when they find out the stems that you got you have to create um yeah. so you may create have to create five six different versions of that one track versus working yeah. with the artist you just send the wave file um yeah. and then once it once it actually gets placed you're just sending individual stems and then you're done but um yeah, yeah there's de i agree there's a, there's a lot of upfront work um and it's a lot of waiting without knowing if it's working or not it's like you said like even after you signed with the library, like it was, I know for me, it was months before I even knew stuff was getting placed. Then it took even longer to get the royalty check. But again, once, once it starts, like it is really, it's hard to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Everything you said is spot on. Like yeah. constantly getting hit with it. And I don't know if you've been over this on your show yet, but yeah. uh, I don't know if people know that like, it take like six months, six months to nine months, maybe a year before you start seeing some cue sheets pop in. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So it, you know, this is definitely the long time game. Um, and if you, you know, if you're ready for that, then this is great for you. But I, I think every producer should do sing. Like every writer should do sing. That's just my opinion. Just always diversify the ways you can make money with your music. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Produced by self says, what's the best, what's the best website to display your beats? Is it better to have your own like via Wix, et cetera, or use Airbit or another option? Um, and he means specifically people choosing music for, for ads or TV and stuff. So there's a new site. Um, it's not really new, new, but it is newer than those ones you mentioned called Disco. Yes. And Disco, Disco was created for, I think it was created by supervisors, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 
it, yeah, they created it specifically for you to like showcase your music. So I would check them out. I think it's disco.ac. Mm-hmm. And you can get like a you can get a free account and then a, a smaller one for maybe like ten dollars a month. I would use that. Um, SoundCloud is what I used when I first started off. I would just like upload my my tracks to like a private playlist okay. that I have on one of my you know accounts, and then just send that out to supervisors. But definitely don't send attachments because you don't want to clog anybody's account up. Yeah, but those would be my two: either Disco or SoundCloud. Dope, dope. DJ Maniac wants to know who inspired you to get into music. Who's your favorite producer? I have a few. Um, I mean, me being from Virginia, of course, I like the, the squad. So you got Timbaland, Neptune's Missy, of course. Yeah. Um, Jay Dilla, of course. Quinty, if we want to go classic. Um, I would say those are like my 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 main ones. Like That's I, good. I don't care. Yeah. Those I feel like sure. a lot of talent comes out of Virginia. Y'all got something in yeah. the water over there. We have to, but you know what? We don't have a lot here, so we gotta like go in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like if it, it would be different if this was like New York, if we were in Atlanta, LA. Right. But you know, we don't have a lot. We gotta go in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel like a a lot of cities because where I'm from, like I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Like oh, it, there's there's no like music scene there, so it's mm-hmm. just like, and we got a mad time on our hands because ain't nothing to do in that joint. So. <laughs> It's like you ain't got nothing to do but to to be great at what you do. That's um, it. Yeah, Alvin Alexander, what's good, bro? Alex, um, Alvin says, "How did you make it while waiting to get your first sing? Did you work at nine to five or music gigs? What was that process like?" Both. I, I still do both. Yeah. Um, I still, you know, I I have a goal in mind of what I want to do with my sync money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still do both. Yeah, I definitely always recommend people. You know, always don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. Have a, a diversification of what you do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely tell you to do that. And you know, with this being 2022, there's ways you can make money on the internet. You know, even outside of sync. So yeah. Yep. Indeed, multiple streams for sure. Absolutely. Um, C Key's got another one. What expansion library of sounds would you suggest to use? What are some of your favorite? plug-in yeah I, I think i commented on one of, of clint's posts about this um when it comes to drums and stuff i like to get like one shot drums from splice i like okay. to get risers and effects but i don't fool with any melody loops i don't even fool with vocal chops i don't fool with none of that yeah um just because it gets tricky but as far as expansion libraries um i love like all of the spectrosonic products so atmosphere keyscape trillion especially trillion that's my new favorite yeah um, and then native instrument well contact has the electric guitarist uh deluxe mm-hmm. i think it's called sunburst that yeah. one is great because you hear a lot of well nowadays especially in r&b um you hear a lot of you know guitar yeah um so those are my favorites for sure yeah. yeah um i just just produced a track with the sunburst electric like that it's one of the most realistic sounding guitars oh yeah. you can get. Yeah, yeah that joint sounds dope yeah. um let's see uh c keys if you mix and master what strategies do you use do you mix and master all of your stuff i do and i um i keep it really simple like for sync for me I, 
honestly, I don't do full mixes because I just don't have the time. Like sometimes when you're knocking out like 10 tracks or however many, mm -hmm. you really don't have the time to sit there and do a full mix. So yeah. um, I just yeah. try to level things out. My vocals, I, I have a couple of templates that I, I hit those with. Okay. Um, so I kind of do that as I go. But then I just kind of level things out, make sure nothing's like distorting, make sure everything's hitting the way I need to hit. And then I use um, a limiter, a clip, a clipper, and I have um, ozone. Ozone okay. is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are normally what I put on the master. One of the biggest problems I see producers have when trying to get in the sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started. So I created a super simple, easy, free six step guide to help you get started so you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in TV and film. Go ahead, go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps, clintproductions.com slash six steps steps download your free six-step guide and get started today like right now like let's go like what, what are we waiting for so super simple so if they hit you yeah. back with like edits and stuff like you can turn it around super quick because mm -hmm. yeah because it's necessary yeah you're gonna have to <laughs> yep. that's that's how it is yeah indeed tracy brown what's good good to see you back in the stream hey. tracy said how do you structure your beat when they ask for a 30 second reduced version same build with the sting or how do you decide decide what to take out or what to leave in it's a good question that's a good question um so typically what i do for 30 seconds i use the last 16 bars and the sting that's normally what hits for 30 seconds if they ask for 15 just the last eight bars and the sting Dope. um I don't, I don't take anything out unless I have to or they request it. But normally, the last sixteen and this thing will, should just should hit like thirty seconds. Yeah. Should, yeah. <clears throat> Dope. Cole Beat says ozone is my best friend. I love it. Yeah, yes, I love it. Too. It's great. <laughs> Make makes life easy. Yeah. Um, so that's dope. So since then, since that first Black Ink crew placement, now you've got mm -hmm. credits on Bravo, E, Big Ten, NFL, MLB, Netflix. Yeah. Like it's 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 amazing how like once the snowball starts, like it just starts to grow, um, and then it it just gets to a point where you just start losing track of <laughs> of you know placements. But what's yeah. I guess what's what's been one of your uh one of your favorite or most most memorable mm -hmm. TV placements? Um, I would have to say a million dollar listing LA. Okay. That was last year. Cause I got, I got that call like directly from the publisher and they were like, we need, we need vocal tracks, just you everything. Like, can you do it in a week? And I was like, okay, all yeah. right. I didn't know what to expect. Um, they sent me a couple of references and so I, I leaned on some of the references, but I also went back and watched their last seasons just to kind of hear what they've been playing. That's smart. And so I gave them a mixture of both and they loved everything. And that was like my first um, opportunity that came with Upfront Money. And gotcha. so that one yeah. like made me feel good because it's like, wow, I can really do this. Like, this is a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to say Million Dollar List to L.A. That's dope. Yeah. I've yeah. had music on that show too. It's so dope because like everybody that we kind of meet in this sync space, like I'm sure we like we probably like all on the same shows. Yeah, that's uh, so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fire. So man, so they gave you you had like a week turnaround. How many songs were you able to knock out in that week? I ended up knocking out seven for them. Wow. Yeah, it was 
Yeah, it, it was a lot of like sleepless nights, but I yeah. made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what's up. Um, was that what was that like one of your shorter deadlines, or have you had deadlines that were even shorter? Like, what's one of the the shortest deadlines you've had? One of the shortest deadlines I had was a day. Um, okay. It was a show. I think it was called Good Dad. I can't remember. But it was a show on ABC and they were like, hey, we need it like tomorrow. Can you do it? And I was literally like out somewhere, like not even at home. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And so I ran home and, and tried to put something together and uploaded it. And yeah, that that one worked out too. But, but these deadlines in sync are no joke. So I'm just yeah. telling y'all, be prepared. Because when they yeah. come, they're coming. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I know it, it's funny because... I'm sure like on, you know, on their end, they're hearing, oh yeah, that's no problem. And then meanwhile, we're over here like panicking, trying to figure out exactly how we're going to do it. Uh, Cause you don't want to say no to an opportunity. Right. Uh, But you end up figuring out how to, how to get it done. Uh, For the new people in the stream, man, I have Deli Rowe, producer, songwriter, artist, and she's killing it in the sync space. Um, So we're doing a live Q&A. If you have questions, make sure you drop the questions in the chat. We're just hanging out and talking about production and sync and all these super quick deadlines that we're knocking out. So, um, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So, man, so like what's what's a goal, I guess, you have in the space? Is it like a certain type of placement you want to land or... You want to go for a theme song one day? Like, what's what's some goals you have? I have three. So one is definitely a theme song. Uh, two, I want a Super Bowl commercial. I don't know how I'm gonna do that, yeah, but yeah. I, I gotta get a Super Bowl commercial. And then three, I want to um, eventually like animate or compose for like a children's show. That'd be dope. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know, you know, what that's gonna look like, but I think Baby Shark kind of inspired me. Yeah, because <laughs> that took over the world. So. It did. That's those are my three biggest ones right now. Yeah, that's that's super huge. Um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like like children's music is just it's so massive. Like I watch my son sometimes and like, bro, like he's running up these YouTube shorts like because he just watches it over and over. If it's funny, you just keep watching. I'm like, man, somebody getting paid <laughs> nice off this guy. But um, I think it's a dope space. I think it's a dope space to be in for sure. Yeah, I, I wonder. Like, I'm still trying to research how that works, or like, who are the main super uh, main like composers that, that are really like killing it in that game? Yeah, because um, that's definitely a lane I feel like is open for us to to get to it. That, but you know, children's music is a whole different sound. You got to understand what connects kids. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. Indeed. Already with a question. So from what you both advise um a out loops we should be wary of using arcade type stuff like um, output i think is what he's asking oh oh yeah 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 because they make arcade right um yeah i think i use i use arcade maybe once but like i was able to like i was able to kind of play what i wanted to play with mm-hmm. within arcade i don't know do you use it at all for sync stuff I just downloaded it, so I haven't touched it yet. Um, but from what I've seen, I would do the same thing that you said. Just, you know, kind of manipulate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know enough about it yet to really kind of answer. Yeah. I know there's more vocal stuff in there, too, I think. So if there's vocal stuff in there, I think the chops of that might be okay. Gotcha. But I don't know 100%. Yeah. yeah. 
she makes fire notice the chaotic eyeball in the background. Is that what you use for mm -hmm. vocals or are you using a booth as well? No, I use that. I have a Bluebird and a Rode NT1 and I just interchange them depending on the sound I'm going for yeah. and put that on there and roll. Yeah. Yo, that gets yeah. the job done. Mm -hmm. um, so listen, like I love, I love the fact, I, I love putting the spotlight on on dope producers and also um women in the in our industry who are doing doing their thing because i feel like i feel like you don't get a lot of shine um in our industry because it's a male-dominated industry like have you ran into like any challenges of that and just being a woman in this industry have you found it more challenging have you found it easier like what's what's been your experience and working in the music industry and in sync or whatever as a woman and sync it's been like open arms welcome like everybody's like oh my god send me whatever you got yeah and part of that is because a lot of the shows that we're seeing now they have a lot of a lot more uh, female leads like yeah. female main characters yeah. so a lot of shows they want more women music Wow. And I always try to encourage like a lot of girls that I know that are trying to get into production, sync, anything like, please try, try for sync, please yeah. do it because they want what we have. Um, and most women that I know that produce or write, they also sing or rap or something. So you could, you know, put it all together right then and there and, you know, submit yeah. as far as the actual industry. Um, that's been interesting to say the least. Um, I mean, from back in the day of my artist days, it's always been kind of tricky dealing with men in the studio. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, of course, yeah. but you do have, you know, a couple bad apples that kind of make you kind of look look at things differently. Yeah. Um, but I will say, because I've been getting more sync placements, it's allowed me to be respected more in the industry. Mm. Um, so that's been a blessing because that's opened up more opportunities now for me to produce for artists or write for artists. Whereas when I first was trying to start off doing that, it was a little bit more challenging um, to connect with people because they don't know who you are. They don't know what you've done. Yeah. But, you know, when that, you know, you're getting placements on TV shows all the time. Now it's like, OK, maybe, you know, maybe I need to pay attention a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I know everybody's story is different. But for me, Sync has kind of opened that door for me to be able to kind of walk in rooms that I may not have been able to get into before. Facts. Yep. It's been the the exact same way for me. Um, and it, it's interesting because you can, <clears throat> I know a lot of producers starting out, our goal is to get to the big artists and things like that. But then, you know, you take the sync route and then you find all those doors that you were trying to knock down earlier. Like they just, it circles back around and now it's like yeah. 10 times easier to get in them because now you have, you're connected with these big networks, these big brands and things like that. So um, that's super dope. I love it. Um, 100%. We got a question from Sherlita says, how do you dissect a reference track, key sound elements, progressions, melody, and not plagiarize? That's a good question. That's yeah. a really good question. Cause I, okay. So I'm gonna be honest. Like I've, I've had some tracks that have been rejected because it was a little too close. Yeah. Even in my mind, I'm like, mm, I didn't think so. Yeah. But um, what I do is I listen to the track a couple times. I listen to the type of instruments that they're using. Um, so if they're using a cowbell, they're using a certain type of synth, if they're using piano, I listen to that. I make notes on my phone or my computer of everything that I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I always try to capture whatever the BPM is. Um, and I just try to 
create whatever I'm creating within the same BPM range. So if a track is 150, I might say, okay, I maybe I'll make this 145 or 147. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of close, but not the same. Um, as far as melodies and things like that, I I try to shy away from whatever the original key was, but I still use the same elements to give yeah. it the same vibe. Um, it just takes a little bit of like crafting, but it can be done. Most of the time, what I've learned is that when they're asking for certain tracks that are, or they say, or when they send you a reference track, they really just want that vibe. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to be that same style, that same, you know, step by step the same way that track is made but they just want that same that same vibe like one of my tracks that was placed actually my first track that was placed on black ink crew they sent me uh j cole middle child mm-hmm. and that track has a lot of like brass heavy stuff okay um well so i was able to kind of like manipulate that use the brass but also add like piano elements in there to give it that same vibe and it worked yeah um so it's just about creating the same vibe without going too far to the left yeah, yeah, that's that's great, great advice. Um, because that's happened to me before. Like, yeah. I hit it was a <clears throat> the reference was a popular song, and <laughs> the song has a very distinctive progression in it at the end, the way it resolves. And I yeah. I hit the same, I hit like a similar chord, even though I changed the progression leading up to that. And it's it, they still was just like, yo, it's too close. Can you change it? Yeah. You know, so you hate it because it's like, dang, like I thought I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> did it in a different key and everything, but yeah, yeah. It, it felt it felt too similar. But I get it because if it's you know, like these these major labels, it just seems like like they're just waiting to sue somebody from for some type of similar sounding thing. But um yeah, I mean they're just trying to stay away from from any headache, so I get it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> C Keys wants to know when your track is selected, uh, what do you upload? Uh, the wave file, the MIDI file. What does that look like? Um, I always do waves. It also depends on the library. It, uh, let me not all say that because some some of the sync ages they ask for MP3s. Okay. Um, it just depends, but I don't I don't ever release a MIDI. It's either wave or MP3. And then depending on, you know, the library and how I guess their, their situation set up, they may want you to do 16-bit over 24. Um, it just depends on, you know, how they have their um, software set up. Got you. Dope, yeah. dope. That's what's up. Um, so when you, when you first started, like, with you being an artist, were you, did you start off submitting full songs and or just instrumentals or like albums mm-hmm. like what 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 was that like for you just getting started um i started doing instrumentals first because okay. i didn't i didn't understand like the vocal stylings or what was needed for sync like i i was still trying to understand that um okay. like i had to understand like do they want clean lyrics or they want this type of lyric what can you say what can't you say mm-hmm. um so i just did instrumentals first and then after like receiving more briefs from different libraries and kind of listening to what they were asking for. Yeah. Then I felt more comfortable like hopping in that. Like, I don't know if some people know, but when it comes to adding vocals, like it doesn't always have to be a full song. Sometimes you can just add a hook Mm. and that works Um, because it just depends on, you know, the show. It depends on what you have going on. And I think even some producers who are doing just instrumentals, I think you should have a couple of tracks where you have vocals in there, even if it's just a hook. 
yeah. even if it's just you know you rapping or whatever um you know always diversify that because a lot of a lot of my tracks that have vocals on it they they get paid well not say paid but they get played either more frequently mm-hmm. or they get played longer um, so some people that don't know, you know, the longer things are played or the more frequent things are used, of course, that's more income that you're bringing in. Yeah. Um, so that's something to think about too. Um, for those that are, you know, looking to get in, I would add some vocals in there. That's dope. That's a good point. So speaking of, yeah. speaking of lyrics and vocals, like what <clears throat> does work and what doesn't work from your experience? That's a good, a good question. Um, as far as themes, I actually wrote some stuff down. Um, anything about confidence, anything about winning, anything about overcoming, um, general stuff, love, um, a lot of stuff about going, let me see, cause I got some ideas here that I did write down Dope. different topics that work. It also depends on, let's see. Yeah. Some topics that may work are. Uh, you know, coming together, changing something that's brand new, starting over, mm-hmm. um, starting on your own, uh, coming back home, anything like that works. Um, but definitely being the best, mm-hmm. the talking thing, um, anything like that works. Yeah, I have uh, one of the tracks I got placed for million dollar listing. I mean, the song was called Top Floor, okay. and it worked. That track works with that show because you know they're showing homes and some of the homes have you know elevators and things like that. Gotcha. So it plays on the show, but it's also saying that I'm on the top floor, I'm at the top. Y'all trying to get where I am, you know. Yeah. So um playing with things like that typically can get you those those sound and solid placements. Nice. And then is yeah. it are you doing <clears throat> slow stuff, mid tempo, up tempo? What do you find works best with that? Um, it depends. So I found that up tempo and mid tempo works well. And when I say mid tempo, I'm thinking like, think Drake's latest album, like the Certified Lover Boy album. Um, a lot of tracks on there are kind of mid tempo. Um, so anything in that in that vein works. Okay. Uh, definitely up tempo because a lot of vocal tracks that you're gonna see placed, they're gonna be in between transitions. Yeah. Or um, in between, like the break of a commercial back to the show. So a lot of times they want to come in with a lot of energy, like okay, we're back. So up tempo, mid tempo works best. That's super dope. Do you um mm-hmm. do you like upload your music to streaming platforms as well? Especially since you're doing like songs. I you know what that's something somebody asked me a while ago, and I was like maybe I need to start doing that, but I I haven't. Okay. Um, I think that would be a, a good thing to do too, because I, I do know a couple of people that I've recently connected with that are, um, they're getting more commercials. And so like, I'm trying to learn a lot from them. They mm-hmm. say that that's what they do. Like they'll, up, they'll upload uh, maybe like a five track EP of songs that they got placed and put it on Spotify. Cause people are looking for, you know, who the person is or whose song is this. Yeah. So that might be, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to start doing that. Yeah, indeed. Cause I know, like I was watching, I was watching the show the other day, and um, it was some. I, what was the name? It, uh, Love is blind. Um, they yeah. had some dope music, like some dope records yeah. on that joint, and I was like, I ended up shazamming a couple of them. Um, but yeah, I was, I was curious because I know, I know some libraries and some publishers sometimes they do that on their own and kind of add music yeah. to playlists, but 
um, other ones, you know, they kind of let you do your own thing and let you upload it if you want. And then you just kind of, you know, collect from directly from the distributor or whatever. Yeah. And some of them, some libraries can be kind of tricky with that too, as far as what you can upload from what's being placed. Mm -hmm. So you just got to, you know, read through your contracts or ask questions also. Dope, dope. Shout out to mom on the beats. I see you. BKR beats says once your track is placed, must you remove them from streaming platforms? Depends on deal, maybe. Yeah, I guess it kind of uh, depends. probably depends on the deal. Um, some supervisors like to a hey, mom on the beats. Some some supervisors they like looking for new artists. So sometimes they'll find your track on the streaming platform mm -hmm. and then ask to license it. Um, I wouldn't shy away from removing it though, unless that's just what has to be done mm -hmm. contractually, but I wouldn't shy away from that. Gotcha. Producers, if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program. During this one-on-one -on -one mentorship, I'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start, grow, and scale your music production business. So if you're making less than $1,000 per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more, or you may just want to get your music placed in TV and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal, I can help you with that as well. Now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to ProducerMentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to ProducerMentorship.com. That's ProducerMentorship.com. Last time, ProducerMentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. So shout out to the new people in the stream. Drop your questions in the chat. We're chopping it up with Deli Rowe, producer, songwriter, artist, whose music has been heard on Bravo, E, Big, Big Ten, NFL, MLB, Netflix, Roku, Lifetime. Listen, a lot of networks, okay? She's working. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> Definitely so. Indeed. Um, so uh, what, I guess what are some, some recent projects or briefs that, that you've been working on? So the recent ones I've seen, I've seen a lot of March Madness stuff coming in. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, um, uh, I've gotten a couple Love & Hip Hop places have been popping up. Okay. Um, a lot of the reality shows is on TV right now. I've, been, I've seen a lot of them. I've seen a lot of Afrobeat stuff come in, like briefs. Okay, dope. Which is kind of telling me uh, they're getting ready for summertime. Yep, yep. Um, I've seen a lot of, uh, I'm trying to look and see, look through my email here. I've seen a couple of commercials come through. Mm. Um, as far as like products, uh, I've seen, let's see what else we got coming through here. I've seen a few on like reggaeton coming in, of course, like the typical ones we always see, like hip hop, um, trap, of course, yeah. um, or hip hop, all of those kind of things come through. Yeah, um, I tend to see more Christmassy type stuff when we get to the fall, maybe mm. like September, October, when you start to see those things. Yeah. Um, I always tell people just work on Christmas stuff in like August and just upload it and forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, if a lot of people don't know, you can always pull from public domain Christmas songs and yep. just recreate them. And sometimes you can make them one time and you don't have to do them again, like yep. ever. Um, I had a, I think I had to Jingle Bells. I think it was either Jingle Bells or Deck the Halls, and it got used for like a bunch of like NCAA games on Christmas. So wow. like. Dope. Okay, so make it one time and keep it moving. 
Yep. But a lot of up-tempo stuff I've been seeing, like, yeah, reggaeton and Afrobeat and those kind of things, because um, they're, you know, really kind of infiltrating a lot of the top 40 mainstream music now. So Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I tell a lot of people that like if you want to know what's what's kind of current, it's just like look at look at the charts. And a lot of times they're like they're trying to find that that vibe. Um, do you have like a favorite yeah. favorite genre or genres that you like to to create the most? Yeah. I like, of course, um, I like like pop and like more hip hop type stuff. Um, I want to get more into the Afro beat stuff. Like I have some friends that have been sending me tracks to check out. And I need to listen to more of that, um, yeah. just to challenge myself. And yeah. I definitely want to, I definitely want to play with reggaeton a little bit more, just to challenge myself. Yeah. And then eventually, I want to learn about like trailer music, and like getting those big like Marvel trailers and stuff yeah. like that. I, I don't know what that what that looks like yet. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely a lane I definitely want to like learn as much as I can about. Indeed, super yeah. dope. BKR Beat says, is there an organizational tool to help you keep track of all submitted music and place tracks or just a simple spreadsheet? I imagine it getting hectic when working with multiple libraries. It's true. Yeah. So um, as far as tracking the placements, I, I don't know if you've mentioned this before, Clint, but TuneSat helps me kind of keep a record of what has been placed thus far. Yeah. And then I, I use Google, Google Docs to kind of keep me aligned in where I've submitted what, yeah. if that helps. Um, so yeah, pretty much what he said, just having a spreadsheet. Dope, dope. Um, and then Artie says, do most of your briefs come from the libraries or do music supervisors contact you directly once you may be from a library or once they know you're from a library or know you from a library placement? Um, so I've had briefs from both actually. Um, so I've had some from libraries that, you know, you may get placements with and then some supervisors that I've, I've connected with independently, they may say, Hey, do you have something like this? I need you like tomorrow, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, it, it just depends. And then a lot of the sync agents that I've been working with, of course, they're working directly with these supervisors. So I've had people like call me, text me and ask yeah. for stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it just depends, but definitely a variety of places is where your opportunities can come from. Indeed. One thing I like about sync is like <clears throat> it always it, it it never feels like you're wasting time when you sit down to create. Right. Like, you, yeah. you know, either if they don't use it, it's another song or track in your catalog. But yeah. it's always it's always for a purpose. Right. Like usually they're hitting mm -hmm. you up like we need this for this. And it kind of you constantly have, you know, that that spark of inspiration and, and mm -hmm. I guess direction on what you're doing and what you're creating. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think I've seen some other questions. Uh, Mom on the Beats, what are some good libraries to join? Yeah, we did. We mentioned that earlier in the stream. I see your um, DM. I'll, I'll message her because I know her. Okay. I'll shoot her. Another place I find, um, I meant to mention this too, y'all. Another place I've been finding that has a lot of good information is Clubhouse. Yes. Um, there are a lot of good rooms on sync and placements on Clubhouse. Like, and they're legit. Like, they're not, you know, sometimes you go to a Clubhouse and everybody's just talking. No. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite rooms is with Eric, uh, Eric Campbell. I think it's called Control, Control Camp. Camp. Yeah. yeah. Fire. Fire. Man, I love that group. So if, if you're on um, 
if you're on there, Clubhouse, definitely check out his his room. I think they go live every Wednesday at eight o'clock Eastern yeah. Standard Time. Yeah. Man, a lot of good information in there. And he has a lot of supervisors that come on and talk and, and tell tell you like what they're looking for. Um, I watched, I'm not watched, I listened to one maybe a couple of days ago and they dissected like every single Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. That was really, really good. Yeah. Um, because some people don't know. Yeah. But they break down a lot and, and there's some other groups too but i would definitely recommend that too if anybody's looking um just for like up-to-date information definitely hop on clubhouse yeah yeah a wealth of information and i mean it's like i feel like sync sync is one of those industries where you really i know there's like a lot that people don't know but mm-hmm. it's also an industry where people will literally open up and like give you the keys yes. and tell you exactly what they want like music supervisors the music suits that they bring in control camp they'll tell you yeah. exactly how they want to receive music how they want to be found yeah. all it like just everything so the resources mm-hmm. are there especially today uh, i mean it's the information is definitely out there yeah 100 percent. definitely pay attention to that and if you are I mean, you can't reach out to supervisors directly. If you're new, I would just hold off just so you can understand the business first. Yeah. Another way yeah. I've been able to find um, connections is like looking at the credits of shows. So okay. everything's different, but sometimes it'll run like it'll be on the screen, like, you know, music provided by it might be a library name or it might be the supervisor's name. Yeah. Um, so that's another another tool you guys can use to find uh, places to send your music. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good um a good yeah. trick she makes fires clubhouse its own website now, it's like an app it's um yeah. it's like instagram or anything you just download it um create an account and then you know they have these rooms and you can just hop in a room and listen it's audio it's audio only and then you know you can just kind of listen and then sometimes they bring you up to do q a and things like that That's yeah cool. really good, really good. yeah um Steven, what's good, bro? He said, what's the biggest miss and you didn't get right and why? Biggest miss. You mean biggest mistake? Or yeah, I, th- I think so. <laughs> what, biggest what, mistake. Oh, go ahead. Uh biggest mistake I I made. Um I think at first, not understanding that sync was a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You like you gotta have catalog. Yeah. Um I thought it was just like, oh, I'm just sending this one song in and, you know, they'll pick it up. No, like you got to every week, like I have a goal. Like I I try to knock out at least, you know, everything else, um, at least like two two to four tracks a week just to submit. But you got to have numbers. Um, And that's just me kind of doing this with having other responsibilities. But that was the biggest thing I didn't I didn't get. So, I, you know, when I got my first placement, it took a little while till I got my second one. Um, because I didn't understand that I, I should have, you know, kept submitting. So yep. now that I kind of understand the process, you see them more frequently. Um, that would be, yeah, my my biggest one. Yeah, I agree. Um, the law of averages, you know what I mean. The more mm-hmm. more you put out there, the higher chance you have of of getting some positive returns. So yeah, definitely agree. Alvin Alexander says yes or no to sign with the music supervisor for a monthly fee, which qualifies the composer producer to receive monthly briefs. Um, I don't know any supervisor that charges a monthly fee. Personally. Yeah, I was gonna say that don't sound right, but because <laughs> they, they need the music, like that's the thing. Like 
when you put in your mind, you understand, like, they need music. Like, in order for them to do their job, they need the music. So if they're charging you something, they just, they just trying to, like, come up. Yeah. Because, like, music, like, music supervisors get, like, they get paid by the whoever they're music supervising for. Yeah. Um, you know, and I... Yeah, and I yeah, that's just weird. To to re, you shouldn't have to pay to receive a brief, and if that's just to receive, like, yeah, that's a scam. Like yeah, just yeah, no, do libraries, yeah. libraries are free. Like you can, um, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned what five elements or, or element music or something like that. Like yeah. all those libraries, five alarm, like they're free. Like they want your music. They legit need it. Yeah, and then another thing too. Um, if you go on IMDb, Internet Movie Database, if you're looking up a certain show and let's say you find a supervisor, a lot of times it's going to tell you right there what they're working on right now. Yeah. Like sometimes you don't even need a brief. You can just see, oh, like they're on the second season of P-Valley right now. Oh, yep. well, let me go listen to the old season because I know they're going to be looking for something in a couple months. Like exactly. you can do stuff like that to kind of get ahead of the game too. Yep. And you you mentioned this a few times, just going watch the show and listen to it and see yeah. like, that's the easiest thing you can do like if you want to mm-hmm. work in a space whether it's tv uh trailers video games like go dive and just obsess and li- listen to what's yeah. being used uh because it'll again the clues are there you know what i mean you just got to know where to look and listen um, 100%. so yeah um antoine brother some of the rooms on clubhouse do listening sessions too you just got to catch them when they're happening indeed yeah Um, that's true yeah so yeah um yeah if you guys have any other questions drop them in the chat we got about five more minutes so we'll take a a couple more questions um won't hold you too long but this is this has been a super dope conversation just uh, you know just dropping the gems and and i love getting the perspective um from from a, a singer songwriter artist as well um that's in this space versus just the instrumental side of things um so it's super yeah. dope um yeah. and you're also team logic too so is, is, that, is that the yeah, yeah i love logic um is that has that been the only dog you've been um you've been working in or have you tried other dogs I've tried Ableton at, okay. or I mean, it just, I mean, I know some people love it. It just didn't, it just wasn't my thing. Same. I tried Reason years ago, but I guess, I don't know if they still make Reason. So I just kind of stuck with Logic. Yeah. And um, I have like some mentors of mine that are trying to get me on Pro Tools just for like actual recording. And I know I need to learn it and I am, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, Lord, something else I got to learn, you know, but <laughs> it's always <laughs> But but I think it's necessary because I know it's a standard. But yeah, logic logic has never failed me. So yeah, man, it, it definitely gets the job done. I think the first, what the first I guess professional DAW I used um, was was Pro Tools. That was the first one I bought, and mm-hmm. then um, let's see. Then I I used I used Reason for a little bit, um, Reason and Pro Tools. And then I got introduced to Logic, and then yeah, I've been using Lo- like Logic and Pro Tools. Like if I'm recording vocals, yeah. then I usually sw- I may switch over to to Pro Tools. But um, just I don't know for some reason the the editing and the recording in Pro Tools it's just it works great for whatever reason. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love love Logic. Um, reason is still around, like, but they're like they're so mm-hmm. behind, like. 
in regards um, to just features this is like they're adding stuff that every doll has had like forever so wow wow um, i didn't know that wow okay yeah. um but yeah so antoine with the question i feel like pitching hip-hop is a big genre right now is genre bending necessary when you produce for hip-hop or is sticking to the radio format for the songs good enough mm, um genre bending i would say uh Looking or listening to a lot of the ads that were on the Super Bowl, there is a lot of genre bending. But I feel like top 40, there's a lot of genre bending. Like everything is trap influence. Like even the country songs have trap drums. Um, So I think that's fine. As far as formatting your songs from um, the format of the radio, I would be just a little... You're going to condense it just a little bit more. So a lot of songs in the radio, I mean, now they're getting shorter, but let's say three minutes. Yeah. You will chop that in half for sync. Um, so you're going to get to stuff quicker in yeah. sync. And always keep movement. Um, so like your risers, your sting, uh, not uh, stings, your risers, your um, sweeps. You don't hear a lot of that in radio. But sync loves that stuff because it lets them know like we're about to go somewhere. Yeah. So add that stuff to your your tracks as far as like keeping stuff more trap based for sync, that's fine. Like they love hip hop, love trap. I think yeah. most of the stuff we heard from the Super Bowl was hip hop based. Yeah. I mean, that probably has a lot to do with like Dr. Dre and stuff, but still they want it. So yeah. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. So listen, Deli, this has been super dope. I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to let you get back to it, but okay. tell the people uh, where they can find you, where they can follow yeah. you, um, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Instagram is probably the best way. Um, so I'm at Deli Roll. It's right here on the screen. Um, that's probably the, the best way to connect with me there. I, te- I tend to like post up some tips and uh, different placements and stuff there. Um, so definitely hit me on IG if you can for sure. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. You, you always have like dope videos kind of breaking down your placement. So yeah, definitely check her out, people. Deli, I appreciate you taking the time to chop Thank it up so with us. Indeed. Congrats on, on all the success and wishing you uh, much more. So, all right, y'all, we are out. If you haven't already, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.